Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. Hola, senor. <laughs> Como esta? Bien, bien, y tú? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's, wow. that's when it throws everybody for a loop. Then they start talking super fast in Spanish. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's just, I, that's, I'm just pretending. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's totally TikToks, TikTok videos on that about Americans going to, particularly in Spanish-speaking countries, and knowing three words. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, do you speak Spanish? Un poquito. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and you know my mom as you know this is their first trip out of the country and my mom we were at one of the stores gosh she'll probably be so mad that I say this but my mom was looking at stuff in the store she's like damn I wish it'd be I wish this was an American dollar <laughs> <laughs> bitch you're in Mexico <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so we had first first of all we had such a really good time and i'm gonna nice we hung out at the pool and you know we celebrated my birthday there was like a mexican little fiesta dance thing that was really cool and then um we went into town one day and then my brother tells us at one point on, I can't remember what day of the week it was, probably Thursday, maybe. My brother says, hey, I saw them digging a fire pit down at the beach. So I'm going to call and see what time that starts. So we're like, okay, that's cool. So he tells us, he's like, the fire pits from eight to 10. So we go down, we start there, we go down at eight o'clock, right? So we see a bunch of people already. There's two different fire pits going on. So okay. we're like, which one should we go to? So we go to the one on the right and there's people, they set up a bar down there. Super fun. Like, I mean, the fire isn't that big and it's kind of chilly because, you know, we're right by the ocean and they have s'mores set up and my, and my, um, my nephew's making s'mores and he, he's enjoying his life. And, um, my dad, my brother's having a conversation with a, with a gentleman about, you know, military and my brother's taking pictures and we're laughing and, nice. and, um, we sit, we're sitting there and my dad's telling my nephew, like Parker, come and sit over here. Cause people are trying to take our seats. So ah. we're sitting there, we're talking and this woman starts going around the fire pit and she's like, Hey, um, 
she's videotaping and she's like, oh. say hi, say hi to Myron and, and Madeline, something like that. So we oh. wave, like, we're like, okay, you know, that little like 12 year old girl wave, you know, where you're sort of yeah. just moving your wrist a little bit. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, that's weird, but I wave, you know, cause sometimes you get intoxicated people that like take, start taking video or they get on FaceTime and they're like, look where I'm at, you know? And so sure. we think we're part of that. So my brother goes up to get another drink and they come over and they say, you're going to have to leave because this is a wedding party. (laughs) 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 We crashed their pre-wedding party without even knowing it. (laughs) So so they weren't wavy. They were shooing you away. Yeah, They thought we were part of the wedding because my brother was having this conversation with the older gentleman, which we now think might have been the father of the bride or the father of the groom. And my and my brother's like, so, you know, where are you from? And the guy's like, Seattle? Like, aren't we all supposed to be from Seattle? Are you with the bride or the groom? <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing because Parker's eating their s'mores and he's like, wow, Reese's penis? Reese's penis? Reese's pieces? <laughs> And he's like, can I have some of these? And the lady's like, I guess, sure. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. You guys were literally wedding crashers. Wedding crashers. I never thought you could do it, but oh, crazy time. So that was really fun part of the trip. And all in all, like we just it really enjoyed the being around the family and, and laying by the pool and, you know, taking naps at the pool. So it was really good. It was it's good to be back, you know. You go on vacation, you get all excited, and yeah. you you the thought of coming back sort of depresses you a little bit. But then yeah. you get home and you're like, oh, I like my routine. And I like, um, you know, just having my thing that I do every day and being in my house and sleeping in my bed. So it was it was a really good trip. I don't know. If, I don't know what the next step is for my mom and dad, but I'm recommending Canada. Very nice. Because it's right up. It's right up. Still in, still in the, the Americas, and most Canadians. I mean, I'm not an expert. I've, I've only been in Canada once, but I was up in Vancouver and made my way across to Toronto, and everybody spoke English. You know, crazy. So that, yeah, that was pretty easy. It was, it was very easy. Yeah, I'm not gonna take them. I'm not gonna recommend they go to Thailand because you know they speak. I mean, there is no English. I don't even know if if I was. If someone said hello in 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 English to me when I was there, <laughs> that's so perfect. So, so how, how was, was the, how was the how was the weather there? You know, it was nice and like the in the evenings it was kind of cool, um, maybe sixty something, and then um, in the morning it was it would be about sixty something, and then it felt like about 75, 78 degrees during the day and sunny. We had one day that it was cloudy and that's the day that we went to town. So um, other than that, pool weather, you could be in the water. It was, it was really, really beautiful. That's nice. Yeah. That is really nice. That's really nice, man. I know you miss me, but talking shit on your podcast. <laughs> uh, podcast last I had a very week. capable, beautiful host who was like, she was all into it. And I thought, you know, it's like on TV. It's like in the soap operas. 
that, you know, all of a sudden they replace one of your favorites and they just, <laughs> and they just don't even say that, you know, maybe they say one time, you know, this actress is now, this character is now being portrayed by this actor, actress, and then they're just there. They're and like Darren like, oh. from Bewitched. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, totally interchangeable Darrens. <laughs> and you know what? They did. They didn't even. They did not even flinch about that bullshit. For those people that don't under know be, Bewitched, look it up. It was really one of the best shows in the seventies. It was sixties and seventies. And you know what's interesting about that? Um, about the Bewitched guys is that the first Darren, he wanted a bigger contract. Oh, um, yeah, because. Because uh, Elizabeth Montgomery, I mean, she was bewitched. She was the star of the goddamn show, named for her. But he wanted a bigger piece of the pie and everything. And they were like, dude, you are like a, <laughs> a, a Sears um, a catalog model. You are like paper, like a cookie cutter model kind of guy. <laughs> and he, I think he held out or something. I don't remember the exact story, but they just went and got the next day and nobody cared. You know, that remember the guy for, okay, so then we'll bring it to um, the millennials on American Idol. Remember the first season was, um, was Brian Dunkelman and, and Ryan Seacrest and Brian Dunkelman, (laughs) Dunkelman, I'll never forget the name. Dunkelman thought he deserved more after the first season. They said, bye. And like, <laughs> I bet he is regretting. It's like knowing you have the winning lottery numbers and you forget to play. You know what? And so, so that Brian Duckman guy, I mean, you're right about that. You have to know as an individual when you're a sidekick, <laughs> right? Sidekick. Not everybody's a star of the show. And if you're there with the guy, it was with the, what's the other guy? who, who Ryan Seacrest. Right. You're there with Ryan Seacrest, his his ivory white teeth and that little haircut. And you know, he's conventionally handsome. And you're Brian Dunkelman. <laughs> right. You look like you're straight out of like a John Hughes movie as like the third male character. <laughs> like, dude, you were tripping. You know what? It, it happened to, there's that lady, Gina Carano is her name. And I think she was a wrestler at one time. And she was on season one of The Mandalorian. And then maybe a little bit in season two. And then somewhere somewhere in that season, I mean, after it was filmed, she was, she went full MAGA online. Right? So here she is working at a Star Wars deal on Disney. Right? She goes full MAGA. So they drop her. Of course, they're like, you know, we don't need, we don't need this in a galaxy far, far away. And and then she's like doubled and tripled down. And I checked the other day and she is making little movies that are like very right wing type movies that, and once she made, it probably grossed like a thousand dollars. And then not only that, but the, the online complaints from that MAGA crowd was complaining about her because she's the lead in the movie. Right, because oh. they don't want any women to do anything like no shit, no leading, no anything. So the very crowd she's standing up for, they don't even want her. And she had a she was working for Disney and Star Wars. What an idiot! What a what, dummy, huh? What a du- a dummy! <laughs> that is like, how do you look your? How do you think 
first of all, in the first season of anything, you should be just kissing the ground that you walk on, that you're getting into something that you've been wanting to get into, which is probably television, acting, so that you can sort of be famous. You get into that and then you start being a total dick. Like, I don't get right? that. Or thinking you're entitled to something more. Right? Like, yeah. like yes. And you, you have this big old opportunity. You know what? Okay, you don't watch these movies, but maybe your nephews do. But um, there was a movie, one of the superhero movies from DC, Shazam, came out last, like, like a couple of years ago. And uh, in case you don't know about Shazam, Shazam's a superhero, and his name is really an acronym. But anyway, the guy who plays him, because Shazam was a boy, but when he says the word Shazam, he's turned into a superhero. So the guy who plays the grown up Shazam, the hero, is Zachary Levi, is his name. And Sort of a funny guy on TV, funny looking guy. I think he was like the second guy who was in the chipmunk movies, you know, sort of like, you know, John Q. Public. Doesn't stand out. You wouldn't, you wouldn't recognize him. He just looks like every other Hollywood guy. You know, marginally attractive. So anyway, so they make a new Shazam movie. They start doing the um the trailers or hitting the, the uh, airwaves, and it comes out later this month. And about two weeks ago, now the whole DC thing is like blowing out because they got a new guy, they got a whole bunch of new movies and all this kind of stuff. And about two weeks ago, and this movie comes out this month, he goes online, he's anti-vax, he's oh. yeah, he started doing some incel type weird kind of stuff and just just ugly misogynistic male kind of bullshit. And it's like your movie is about to come out. Oh like at the, and you and you just know the studios and the PR people like what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> why what is that's what you're going to use your platform for like to do to be a the part of the minority like right? the anti-vax team are really the the minority right just like shut up like that's your chance that's your chance and he he just said a bunch of just ugly things and you know it was just it was just really ugly and, and you know you start following these trails online and you just go man people are just blasting we're going you know your movie your cartoon movie was marginal at best and like marginal. right and then you just push people away so anyway anyway, dumb, you know it's dumb. similar to it's what you just said about um oh shoot what were you you were Dang it. There was something I was going to say in reference to that, but it'll come, it'll come back to me. Cause I was, I was comparing something that was happening in like the media and mm. stupidity and platforms. And probably, it was probably like Marjorie Taylor green talking about not knowing the definition of like seized. So I don't uh, know if you saw that shit where she oh was talking God. about how president Biden has seized more drugs um, at the borders and she's like I don't know she actually Jesus. thought seized was um, opposite of actually obtaining drugs like oh, she, I think I, she was thinking have you seen that yes 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 and, and people are like wait a minute that's what you want to have happen you <laughs> you, you knuckle you fuck knuckle like that's what you want to have happen <laughs> and and talk so confidently and right. talk so confidently about it where i was like damn she really believes that she thinks that seized means they didn't seize <laughs> right 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 she she is what um 
uh, popular culture says, Black women say this the most, she is the definition of loud and wrong. Loud and wrong. That's so good. Just be so loud and just so wrong and say it with a full chest and completely stupid. (laughs) It's like when you talk, it's it's convincing you. You're so good at convincing yourself that the lie is truth. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I I wrote, I wrote um, in my blog piece today, um, I mentioned her because, you know, she is she is just the congressperson for a small, almost all white district deep in the bowels of the state of Georgia. That's it. That's all she is. She's not a senator. She's not attorney general. And she's nothing. And she is in the news and all of our news feeds all the time. All the time. It's right. so just, crazy. Just a howler monkey. She doesn't have a lot. Of, she doesn't have a lot of power or anything. She is just loud and obnoxious. That, that's all it is. And she just has, she's just, is given a platform. And she is really like the loud of, she is no, she is very similar to all those videos of those crazy cameras yelling in department stores and stuff. She's that person. That's her. <laughs> she is. She, she is. She's like all those Karens got together and voted on who was like the Supreme Karen out of them. And now she's in Congress. Hail the Supreme Karen. Because she didn't wait. There was with the whole like Tucker Carlson and um, I forget some of the other yahoos from Fox <clears throat> that just came out talking about how they shared they during this whole investigation with um, what's the guy that owns Fox? Uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. And how it basically telling newscasters to lie. I mean, and say that the that the election was rigged. Um, and then they they obtained all those text messages between each of those broadcasters. Right. It's 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 very damning. So the basis of why this information is out there is, if you recall, after the election and for months, after, even like a year after the election, Fox News was repeatedly saying their their hosts, uh, Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Brett Baer were on the air almost 24-7 saying that the company who makes the automatic voting machines, the the tabulators, Dominion something or other, that their stuff was switching votes from from Trump to Biden. And this company is just, they're just a company out there, right? They're just a company. Like they're not affiliated with Fox or anything. They're just another tech company in the country. And so finally, after a year of that bullshit, that company sued Fox. And they sued them. I don't, I don't know the exact um, terminology, but basically defamation. But it's not defamation because it's a company. But whatever that term would be, the legal term would be, they sued them. And it's in discovery. Like, it's in court right now. And as part of the discovery, they released, or the court, it was released as part of the court filing, the internal email messages and some voice recordings from the Fox hosts, all the Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Brett Baer, all saying that they knew Trump lost, that they knew that what they were saying on air was bullshit and lies, and that they they were handed even, no, Tucker Carlson even said he hated Trump and was sick of him and hoped this would be the end of him. And 
how they were yelling at other hosts who were who were who had called Arizona and they were saying they're going to lose viewers and lose money. They need to stop it. So what they were telling their viewers was one thing that all that lying bullshit and all that the election is not over and they cheated and all this stuff. And what they were talking about amongst themselves was they knew it was all bullshit. Oh, my God. Yeah. And even the owner, Rupert Murdoch, because they got him under oath as well. He said, yeah, we knew. And we we he said we perhaps went too far and we had you know our, our anchors. You know, they 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 went too far. And, you know, we were only concerned about about money. That was it. Oh, my God. Perhaps. Yes. Now, now think about their uh, Fox News is the most watched news in America. Now, think about how they they were saying that, you know, leading up to the election, after election, we had an insurrection. Right. Based all on that. that were, yep. Yeah, all that. And so. And so you get to them in court saying we knew it was all a lie. And what that means is if you are knowingly spreading lies, you are not a news organization. You are propaganda. Damn. Yeah. And that is now. Now, but if you go out there to, you know, to people who support Republicans and Fox News, even if you tell them this, they admitted they were lying. They're not going to believe you. That's how that's how that's how deeply rooted their lies are. It's a shit show. It it really is a shit show. And really, they should be taken off the air. Really. Because there, there's no other nation in the world that would allow that. No other nation would allow uh, uh, the most popular news to actively promote not just lies like covid you know, came down from space lasers and all that kind of, you know, tabloid bullshit, but actively say the election is fraud, that votes were changed, the president is illegitimate, Trump is still president. You, There's no other nation that would allow that. Not, None. not only would it not be allowed, those people would be in, in jail, and in some nations, they'd be dead. You know, I was thinking about, well at least the state of California, because what I was referencing before was how, or I was going to reference that I remembered was how <clears throat> you think you're so cool, Walgreens, right? Saying that you're not going to sell the the abortion pill. And our government zaddy said, we will no longer do business with Walgreens. And yes, did you see the Walgreens stock just take a flip and dive? So everywhere is no, I don't go to Walgreens anymore. I'm not going to Walgreens anymore. Um, that's how we should be maneuvering through some of the bullshit that's happening in this country. Because right. my sister asked you a question when we were in Mexico that she wanted us to talk about. Um, I mean, in, in regards to um, Eli Lilly or yeah, Eli Lilly and their drugs of the their insulin, lowering it to $35 and how you and I also had the discussion that associated with that, that Trump, the Trump administration had first initially passed the insulin prices and then that Biden undid, undid <laughs> what Trump did in office. And right. you and I had a really good discussion about it. I think it's, I think that's really important because, you know, you see this win of $35, you know, capping insulin levels or insulin 
drugs at $35 so that it could be accessible to people that actually really need it and can't afford it. And um, there's so many, there was so, it is so convoluted that in order for you to find what really, how it really shook down and how Trump started it and who he started it with to where Biden took it, that you can't really find that shit anywhere. It's crazy, huh? Because what 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 Trump did, it was it was leading up to the 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 elections, and there was a lot of pressure to reduce the price of insulin because Americans are being gouged. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Americans are being gouged, and it got out that how cheap companies were selling insulin for all over the world. Companies that sell it to us were selling it for cheap over the world, but because America's so fucked up in that kind of way, Americans are getting gouged. So finally, it made it to Trump, but the Republicans didn't really want to do it. So what they did was, they said, okay, we're going to reduce the price of insulin for a very small subset of military veterans who are over a certain age and who volunteer, like who asked for it. That was it. Like it didn't, it didn't cover Americans at all. Like just a very tiny group of people. Like maybe it was only like a few thousand. So what President Biden did when he did his first State of the Union address and as part of his campaign, he said, look, we're going to we're going to get these companies to lower the price of insulin or we're going to do something. We're going to do something different. Simultaneously to that, California said, we're going to make our own insulin and sell it to our people. We're not going to buy it from these companies. So there's so there was two uh, pillars of pressure on the companies. And when President Biden said it again at the January State of the Union, he said, we're going to get this lowered if they if they if they give me legislation i'm gonna pass it and what happened was eli Lilly, the biggest maker manufacturer of insulin that sells it in this country they said you know what we can see they lowered the price of insulin for everybody amazing so so that and so and so this is what you try to tell people is that that the u a u.s president cannot make private businesses um um, lower their prices or raise their prices. The, the U.S. president doesn't have that kind of power. But what the U.S. president does have is what was what the media calls they have a bully pulpit, meaning they can keep um, saying a message because they have such a they have the biggest platform in the world, and they can just keep saying that. And then you throw that in with the with the richest state and most populous state, California, saying we're going to make our own. It's so much pressure, they finally gave in because Democrats also was working that legislation through. They they saw the right, it was gonna happen. So yeah, so then you had these weird Trump people saying, Well, Trump did that. Well, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. It's the he same thing. Like a small, when, like a but, small percentage of white rich people, right? Like that, yes. that was basically yes, it. it was very, very small. It's, it was the same thing they did when President Obama was president. And Osama bin Laden was killed. That that within the next week, all of not all, but many of George Bush cabinet members were all over Fox News talking about it was really George Bush that had him killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. you know, I was I don't know if I ever told you when I was in Thailand, you, you mentioned George Bush. So of course. We're in the northern part. I think it's the northern part. I'm not good at maps, but like Cambodia, Chiang Rai, Bangkok. <clears throat> and we're there and you visit temples. So you go into a temple, of course, you have to take off your shoes. It's quiet. And we visited quite a few temples. 
And you walk in and you don't really see anything behind you because you're so just enamored by the beauty of what's inside the temples, usually all handmade or, you know, hand built and pretty incredible. And so you sit in there for a little while, sort of take in, meditate, breathe a little bit. And um, you turn around to leave and hand to the universe. I turn around and there's this massive mural on the wall and the mural is the fire pit it is like fire and dragons and on one of the dragons is osama bin laden and george bush riding a dragon together smiling like diving in the way it was that moment i realized these Thai folks don't like Americans. <laughs> At that moment, I was like, I am not welcome here. It was so, it was so incredible. The smile that was painted on both of their faces with their hand up, they're riding this dragon and there's oil spewing everywhere and there, there's fire and money. And it was so incredible. And you can't take pictures in there because they don't allow it. But I just thought, that is how that is how America was viewed. Ooh, and just to think the time that person took to do <laughs> every stroke was another notch of like just <laughs> oh my god, somebody yeah. was that. <laughs> so you just mentioned again Eli and and of course the state of California, which I love. Um saying we're gonna we're gonna fuck it this is what i love about news he's like fuck it we'll just make our own shit right yeah you know what because you, know, you mentioned it how walgreens decided walgreens thought they were slick because they <laughs> they they some 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 geo some republican um governors and state people wrote like from 16 states wrote walgreens and said you cannot sell um this abortion drug in your stores in our states because abortions are legal in our states now now the states are wrong in that it's a federally protected deal and you can't do that but but Wal- walgreens sent a letter saying hey we're not going to do that well that that shit got out you know they thought it was they thought they were slick that shit got out in airways so you know while people were like all a flutter about it once again, California under Gavin Newsom said, you know what? The state of California will not do business with Walgreens anymore. Like even, even if they sell that in our state because they are denying women their health care in other states, then we will not do business with them. And he said, we're going to cancel a $56 million contract that the state has with, with Walgreens. So Walgreens, within a, their stocks start going down. And then within a couple of days, they put out a statement, hey, we will sell, <laughs> right, we will sell this drug. But even in their statement, you know, I did some research on it um, to, to, from some medical people who understand um, what they were saying and also some of the laws, even in their statement, they lead themselves and out by saying, we're going to obey all federal and state laws, which is really saying if the state outlaws abortion, then they're not, they're not going to sell those things so it's still up in the air but they have begun backtracking which is it's like you said it's all about money you can yep. only you, look you can only make these companies change by hitting their money that's that's the only way 100 percent. i saw 
I saw a, um, a gentleman on TikTok, you know, like I say, I lurk there and he is, was a homeowner for a DR Horton home, which I have a DR Horton home and I, I haven't had any issues, but if you look on DR Horton across the country, people are like, oh my God, I have so much problems. And this guy literally had like the, the brick was pulling away from the wall. Like it wasn't even really attached. And oh. DR Horton was like, oh, well, you know, sorry, it doesn't fall under the warranty. That guy got over a million views and comments. Dr. Horton was out there next week <laughs> <laughs> fixing that shit. <laughs> it's really it's using it's using a platform that people right. see shit and the pressure of the the only reason is because the pressure of losing money is it's what will drive is. you to make change. It is that that's all it is, and 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 it's, and it's really terrible, right? That you have to do that. Right. That that you can't, you know, Walgreens just decides, well, we're not going to sell, you know, abortion drugs to women. Like what? Like this is legal. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like you are giving in, you know, to some extremists and you have women who need these things. It, it makes no sense. Like it's so much easier to say, like, like almost like a movie. You know what? This movie is for everybody. Just come watch it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But you don't say, we're not going to show this movie in this theater. Like, you don't do that. Like, this, they're used to do that. But you don't do that anymore. You just, here it is. It's all out there. And That's such a good analogy. They're such assholes for even doing that. They're just such assholes. Well, there is drama in the reality world. And... Oh. Um, Let's hear I it. <laughs> so, you're not a big... Vanderpump Rules fan. I don't, right. I, I've never watched that show. Okay. Well, right, you're missing so out. They're on. I, this that, is that's the, what Ellen has been telling me. Like, she is all into this drama. So tell me, tell me what's happening. Yeah. So, you know, they just came back on. There's a couple on there. Okay. So I'll give you a little dynamic. So there is a couple on there that have been together for nine years Tom and Ariana. Both, I love Ariana. Tom is a little out there, sort of narcissistic, and it's proving more so lately. Uh, Ariana always has a, a more logical sense. I, I think she made some comment a couple of years ago that she, you know, they keep their money separate and she wants to make sure she's ready for a future and saving money is really important, all that stuff. So they've been together. So Tom, her boyfriend, was in a relationship we don't know if Tom cheated on his girlfriend with Ariana, but they were so almost broken up that if it was, it was probably at the end. Either way, together nine years, they buy this beautiful oh, house down in SoCal. Then you come in and Tom Tom and his friend Tom, so Tom Tom, um, started working with Lisa Vanderpump and they opened up a bar together called Tom Tom. And okay. they're small business owners in Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant. And so they decided they're going to go out on their own. They open up this other one called Schwartz and Sandy's, which is another bar, which looks really cool. So you've got the two Toms together, Tom, the Tom and Ariana, and then Tom and Katie. Well, Tom and Katie got divorced because um, she just couldn't compete with all his time that he wanted to spend in the bars. So there is a bunch of friend groups in there and there's a girl that was dating another gentleman named, um, oh, I can't even stand him. Um, anyways, Raquel. So Raquel was dating, um, God damn. I know people are shouting at their, when they're listening to this, they're going to be like, his name is this. <laughs> um, cause I do that. So, but Ken, but Raquel and, um, 
this guy broke up. So okay. Raquel is attractive, younger. We'll come to find out that Raquel and Tom, who is married to, or not married, because Ariana didn't want to get married. And she, I don't think she wants to have kids. The nine-year relationship that Raquel and Tom were intimate. They had sex together. So he cheated on Ariana. No oh, one cheats on Ariana. Like, oh. how dare you cheat on Ariana? I'm team, oh. Tari- team Ariana. Um, I know down, down in SoCal, the camera crews are probably working on getting together quickly so that they can, you know, start recording before, because normally you watch the season and then the reunion is about two weeks after, like I, I, I've, I'd have to ask my brother, but usually re- you run the shows and then you have the reunion that starts right. filming like two weeks before the season ends so that it can, uh, everybody yeah, can watch okay. it and they can talk about it. So I'm sure that there's going to be some juicy stuff come the reunion because the season just started. It is on. So this season 10 just started and Ariana and Tom are together. So when oh, they go God. into the reunion, because the reunion has not been filmed yet, um, this is going to be a juicy topic. So the Vanderpump Rules, I always loved it, been watching it since day one. Um, so I'm enjoying that because, you know, I'm a reality show whore. And that aligns with like Miami, New Jersey, Real Housewives, right. like all of that stuff. So look, look, Elliot told me that the... Um, this reunion show you're talking about, the reunions and everything that this season, because I guess it's blowing up online that there is video of um, them in the episodes that, that they're showing of them all at some birthday party together or something like that. And so as you're watching the show, now you know that they cheated, right? And you can see the two women sitting together because that's that. I guess that was her friend kind of deal. But but she was cheating with her man and on the show because everybody knows this now. And then I think I read something that when the lady found out, she called her other friend who happened to be in New York, but she was with the cheating lady. I think it's Raquel. And the other lady hit her, beat her up. That's what I heard too, Sheena. So (laughs) I I don't think there was a, I mean, it's all, it's it's girls gone wild. Um, Especially when you think about it's International Women's Day. Like why are (laughs) women fighting? (laughs) Uh, And so for anybody, we're filming on on, on Wednesday. Not filming. So- That's a uh, mess, huh? Yeah, it's a mess and I'm here for it. It's, you know, I guess when you put yourself in the spotlight, you're going to have to, you're going to know that if shit starts to go sideways, we're all going to be watching. And it's a sick reality. You know, like if you think about it, we are all enjoying the pain of someone else's demise right. of a relationship. It's psychologically, you would think that is really loyal, like really right. fucked up. But that I is can't stop. right because. Because they all sign contracts to be on the shows. So you know if you know it's gonna be on TV. Like, why <laughs> would you cheat? Oh my God. Yeah. So it's been that's, a mess. Because that's just gonna get out. That shit's gonna, it always gets out. It's funny how no. you know you hear that as a kid. Your lies will always be found out. You any stories that you have, anything that comes out or that you think you're hiding will always come out, no matter what. So just like okay. that, uh that fucker that killed his son and his wife, uh, Murdoch, Murdoch. Oh, Murdoch. Uh, well, they, they pronounce his name a dozen different ways in all the shows. 
but Alex Murdoch. Man, yeah. that guy, what an absolute monster. Like a monster. Like right. So I, I watched the I watched the most recent, I think I watched 2020 or Dayline, maybe both of them, but you know, where they had actual uh, trial updates because he was found guilty of murdering his wife and his son. And the description of what he did to his son, because he shot them both, and he shot his son twice. Once in the shoulder, once in the head. Shot his son in the head. God. And, and his son was like 20-something. So he wasn't like a little kid. He shot a grown man in the head. And, and, and then they said, by the way, the bodies were, he shot the wife after that. Like she came running for her son. He shot her too. I mean, it's incredible <laughs> to think that you could have, I don't, I mean, there's times where you know, that's why I think you and I talked about having a squirt gun because there's times where you're so aggravated and frustrated. And, you know, I went through a divorce where I was like, oh my God. And some people go through really bad divorces where you think you have that brief moment. I didn't have that brief moment, but you have that brief moment of man, but to legitimately, I can't even stand the, the, the sight of someone like slapping, like boxing. It's hard for me to watch a MMA fighting or boxing, like to watch somebody get the shit beat out of them to let alone turn around and like shoot somebody in the head at my own family. Right. Like right. that is, that is a fucked up scenario. Ooh, and apparently that, you know what? They also found out that he had been, it's sort of what started, not what started all, but his one part of his downfall began when their longtime housekeeper. Um, and I think she was, I want to say Salvadorian, but she was Latina, but I can't, I'm, I'm not exactly the country of origin, but anyway, she had worked for the family for years, like 10, 15 years or whatever. And she, they had dogs and one of the dogs jumped on her and she fell down the stairs and died. Right. And even, even that's a little suspect, but anyway, he, he recommended a lawyer friend of his and said, he's going to have his lawyer friend sue him, the Murdochs, because it's their house, sue their insurance. So she could get a settlement or her family could get a settlement. Um, and they gave her family, I want to say, um, maybe like a half million dollars or something like that. But it turns out um, he had gotten awarded about six million or something like that. Oh, my God. Right. He was he had stolen the money. And the only way they found out was that another lawyer, she her family got a lawyer. And he wanted to do some discovery and wanted to know how much money they had. And Murdoch said that they were broke. And this motherfucker's family is fucking wealthy, right? And so he said, so he sued to do, you know, get, get, to get his finances. Was something in that made Murdoch um, go off because he knew he had been stealing money from clients. They said for probably 20 years. Oh my God. He had been stealing money for clients for 20 years. And like I tell my daughter, everything has a racial component in America. And most of his clients were poor, brown, and black people. He was stealing the money for it from. Oh, my fucking God. Right? And so and so part of that discovery, his law firm, the finance lady asked some questions for him. And then before you know it, the, next, the night after they asked him questions about, about missing money, he killed his wife and son. Didn't his son kill somebody in a boating accident? Yes, and, and that that too. The same son that he killed, uh, Paul, a year earlier, 
was in a boat. They were both, he, he, I think he was probably 18 or 19, something like that. And he and a group of friends were boating and he was drunk boating. And he oh. was that drunk guy who, even though his friend said, let me drive, he insisted he could drive and he's drunk. And he, and he ran, he was going too fast. He ran into, you know, we're going under a little bridge or something. He ran into the bridge and his girlfriend or the woman he was dating, she flew overboard and died. They, it, oh. it, took, it took them a week to find her and her body was five miles down the river. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and when his father, when, when Paul's father, Alex Murdo and his grandfather came to the jail, they tried to get the, fam the other family members and other people in the boat to say that another boy was, was driving the boat and how they would take care of everything. And it, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. And yeah, so that's the one he ended up killing. So now the only one, there's only one son left. Like, I just, it's a mess. He, that guy's a monster. He's a monster. And he'll maybe, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but I, he's not going to last long in prison. Yeah, and he, I think, I, I know they gave him life. And um, he, he still has other lawsuits because that law firm, it was his law firm. They, and they're, they're like one of the most, um, biggest and wealthiest law firms. I think they're in South Carolina is where they are. They, they, they got to give up so much money. They've been stealing for, they've been stealing people. He's with stealing people from 20 years. And even though the finance person caught him because of the lawsuit, it still makes me wonder why did he get away with that for 20 years? Yeah. They knew that law firm knew. Fuck. That's crazy. Huh? Hey, what, yeah. what else are you watching? I, you know, I had to catch up on some shows because when you're gone for a week, so I am still, okay, you know, I'm telling you, shrinking, it is literally going to be probably my top five for right now. Like, honest wow. to goodness, it is so good. Harrison Ford is amazing in it. Jessica Williams is phenomenal. Um, Jason Sanuk, whatever his name is, and the daughter on there, it is all of it impeccable. I'm telling you, the, the really? writing is very similar it has the Ted Lasso sort of vibe. So yeah. witty, you you have every scene has some writing that is just, it's impeccable where you can't remember it all because all of it's funny. I mean, every scene. So it, and it's, and it's cute and it's kind and it's family and it's, it's, it's really, really good. I can't, my, my hat is like off. It. Apple TV. I am telling you, and anybody that I turn it on to says it is so good. So yeah, it is really, it's, it's a top, it's a top five for me right now, 100%. And then, so um, tonight I'm going to catch up on, I've got to watch your honor. And I also have to watch uh, mayor of Kingstown, which is just freaking amazing. Yeah. And I know there's a couple shows starting in March, but I have not watched you either because you the show with the with yes. the stalker. Mm -hmm. Because I think I'm gonna wait for the part two. Isn't it supposed to like didn't they just give four episodes or something? Yeah, and I think the I think the next four come out. I think it might be this week and maybe this Friday. And it'll be the last of that yes, season. It's supposed, okay. to, it's supposed to end, yeah. Okay. Um and, and so they're I, good. He's he's in France and they're he's in Paris and it's good. It's you know it's absurd as the other ones, but it's fun to watch. Okay. All right. Good. I got to get back on that. And um, I I caught up on like my Grey's Anatomy and 
my 911, my Station 19, my Lone Star 911, and the good doctor I'm trying to catch up on. So, I mean, when when I say this stuff out loud, you know, I, I posted something for my birthday. Um, I could I was gonna do 52 things that I've learned, but I thought no one's gonna read that many. You know how you you always tell me that mm-hmm. you're like no one no one cares. And um, one of number 12 was uh, something about someone saying watching TV is a hobby is completely okay because (laughs) (laughs) when someone asks me what I do for fun and I say, watch good TV, I'm no longer embarrassed about it. Right. (laughs) Own that. I own that shit. (laughs) You know what? I I was just telling my daughter how when I was little and I'd be in the house, you know, like on a Saturday watching TV or something, my brothers would be outside and stuff. At some point, my mother walked by and she would just go, would you please go outside? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And you know what? I hate it. You know what I hate? People that don't watch TV. Right? Like, what are you doing? I don't, I I hate, I hate people that say, oh God, I don't even have a TV. First of all, it's the same. Those are the same group of people that don't swing their arms when they walk. Right. <laughs> it, it is the most popular medium in the world, right? In the world. It, right. It, it's it. Like, like, like everything you want is there. And it doesn't mean that it's not fun to go outside and do outdoors things and read books and all and that travel. kind of stuff. Right. But there's also TV. Like, get with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How, what am I supposed to talk to you about? <laughs> Right, like right, it's it's not it's not the eighteen hundreds or before where everyone just sat around in a room and talked to each other. Like what the fuck? Right, we're all we're we're not forced to read poetry or write poetry or like knit. Like what are you doing? I'm not dipping my pen in ink here. I just (laughs) write poetry. What are you watching? Because you you've been able to watch a lot of TV with. Because you haven't been bugging me when I was on the Yes, yeah, so I watched a pretty good thing. So I watched um, uh, two, one really good movie on Netflix and one okay movie, but interesting. So one, I watched, I finally watched The Woman King um, with Viola Davis. And it is much better than I thought it would be. It's really That's good. That's what I, I heard. Someone yes, else said I, that, that the movie did not get as much recognition as it should have. Yes, and... Okay. And it, so it's very good. And then there's another movie on Netflix called The Strays. And I think, I don't think, it's a British made movie. Um, it didn't accomplish what it tries to accomplish, but it's still interesting. And so it's basically this lady through some problems that we don't really get to see or know much about, but she leaves her husband and two kids and she, and she starts a new life. Now, the deal is, this lady is a very light-skinned Black woman. And she leaves her husband, her two kids, who are dark-skinned Black kids. And she starts a new life in the suburbs. And she's passing as white. Oh. Yes. So it's sort of a drama, but a little bit of horror. And I think it would have been better if if Jordan Peele would have made it. But it's still interesting. Wow. Okay. 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 So, and so then here's a show I'm watching. You made me think about it when um, you were talking about something. Oh, your nephew. So there's a show on Hulu called 
the parent show. Okay. And I think your sister, your friend, the esthetician, and uh, maybe Danny, parents will like this show. So the premise is sort of a reality show. The premise is there are maybe 15 sets of parents and families, and they're, they're, they're categorized by the type, the style of parenting they have, like oh, intense, yes. hippie, new Helicopter. age. Yes. And then they, they give them all, and they all have kids, you know, between one and five or something. And they give them tasks to see how they're, they give them all the same tasks. And then they watch how each parent's style tries to accomplish this task with their, with their kid. And then the parents, and they watch the video, then the parents rate each other's success or not success and give each other feedback. And eventually they're whittling it down to try to find out of this group, the most successful parenting style. Wow. Okay. Yes. And so, and so there's a couple of psychologists who are running it and you get to see these little situations and it really is fun because it's really fun to pick about how bad parents are. So you get the opportunity to see these different styles. And, you know, it's sort of surprising. It's sort of, it's sort of surprising to see what works and what doesn't work. But it's also because, you know, depending on the kids and stuff. And they have a lot of different types of parents. So they have gay men. They have a single parent. They have an aunt who took, took her, who, um, who's, who got, con- not control, who got custody of her, bro- her dead brother's child. They have Asian uh, Latino, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, Black, white, religious, non-religious, all these different versions. And you see all these different, it's just really interesting. So, and I, I, I wasn't interested in it, but my daughter wanted to watch it. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch it with you. So now I'm sort of hooked in it. I get the positivity all the time and say, see how lucky you are? See how lucky you are? <laughs> I know, you know, my hairdresser has two kids and she was watching that and she's trying to figure out what kind of parent she is. (laughs) Right, right. It's really, it is really interesting because you will see things, you will see the parents do things that maybe you don't think like you're the high intense kind of, you know, a personality parent, but maybe in that one specific task, you go, well, maybe I would do that. And so anyway, yeah, it is pretty interesting. So I'm watching on Hulu. And then I watched a movie on Hulu that's called Next Exit. And the premise is this lady, this doctor gets uh, undisputable, indisputable indisputable proof of the afterlife, that it exists, that it exists. And you can um, even communicate with your loved ones it's just, it's just a choice really and as a result her institute starts doing basically assisted suicides oh people people are ready to go because there's proof and everything and so we follow a a couple as they're going to this place to do that and it's, it's an interesting movie wow okay wow yeah that's yeah Ooh, that's a good topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, then I, and then I started season three of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It's so good. Okay, of course you did. <laughs> you don't Swash- know what you're missing. <laughs> Swashbuckling. <laughs> Listen, you mean Baby Yoda? For those that don't watch The Mandalorian, if you say Baby Yoda to anybody that does, 
I've never seen somebody go from zero to 60 so quick. Right. It's, right. it's, it's, it's Grogu. Like, it's not <laughs> Baby Yoda. Let's get it. <laughs> See? <laughs> you know what it might be? Uh, my, 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 daughter, my daughter was playing some video games or something. And I was like, hey, on her, her iPad. I was like, hey, what, what video game are you playing? And she starts giving me this, this detailed explanation. And about 30 seconds into it, I was like, I don't care, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that told you um, when you said to her, "I." she watches people play video games. And you're like, that does, doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just play? And she said to you, why don't you just play football? <laughs> Damn, I was like, savage response because <laughs> I never forgot uh, that. I never forgot that. Right? And I had nothing. I was like, this is why people hate teenagers. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh even God. though you're right, I hate you. <laughs> and she said it so calmly, like, well, why don't you just play football? <laughs> it would, it would, I, I was just having a conversation with somebody about that. Like, it would have taken me a year to come with that fly back. Like, fly back, you know? And it just, like, it just flowed out so easily. I was like, I really hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> oh, my God, sir. It feels so good to be back, to have this yeah. conversation, catch up with you, fill you in, get some get some good uh, politics and talk about my yes. friend Gavin Newsom and, and catch up on some shows. So uh, where can people find you? They can find me on my Amazon webpage where all my books are. And I did an inventory today and... I have about nine books that would be banned in the state of Florida right now. That, wow. that, that's, how, that's how bad Florida is. And some other Republican-led states, like, my books would be banned. That's crazy. And so see my Amazon webpage, see me on Spotable. Just check my name online, and you'll find me on Spotable, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and I'll say hi while you're there. And rate our show. Uh, share it and thanks for listening. Where can people find you? You can find me at Jen Van Lannan Veg on Instagram. That's where I do most of my like posting. Where I do my lurking is TikTok, Big Button, a Smile, and on Spoutable, I am Redheaded Vegan, and on Twitter, I am Redheaded Vegan as well. So come say hi, reach out on Instagram, share your thoughts with us. Only positive because we don't want no negative shit around us. Um, but we love feedback. Oh. I love hearing from people. I have some really great, amazing women friends in my life that always are listening and providing feedback. Yes. So shout out to Danny and Nicole. I mean, my sister. I mean, it's just, it's a never ending, um, it's a never ending uh, circle of support. So I, I, yes. I appreciate that and love that. And um, I do want to say on a side, on a sort of, I don't want to end our show on a sour note or a sad note, but our, our friend Kirk, you know, he's been yeah. following and listening, bought a couple of your books, uh, RIP to his brother that passed away on, on Sunday. So uh. Kirk, our thoughts are with you and, and, um, hopefully if we, if you need any of us, both Myron and I are always available. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. So, yes, yeah, sitting thinking about Kurt and sending him strength. Thanks for that, Jenna. I will talk to you next week. Peace out. Peace.